So good to see you again. Welcome back to the Gallery of Curiosities. I remain, as always, your humble host, Osgood. You know, with all this remote video conferencing I've been doing in lieu of giving tours here at the gallery, I'm starting to feel as if I am ensnared in an endless introductory segment for television's Hollywood Squares. I do miss the company of my guests, but we all must adapt, what with these interesting times. This evening's exhibit comes by way of Mr. Sean Van Rensburg, who currently is studying creative writing at the University of South Africa. He has a strong interest in the fantastic and feels that Monsters are usually misunderstood. Here is the Night Bazaar, read for us by Mix Nat Titman. It starts as a whisper. The locals flock to it. They come when the sun has set. The stars in full twinkle, hoping that the room is a tree. Many of them have heard the stories before, of strange things lurking in the books that are bought there, of shrunken heads and charms for sale. Some say you should stay away, but eventually everyone succumbs to the curiosity. It's a very dark place, not in color, but in products. The stalls are manned by the strangest of people. Fortune tellers sell their tarot decks of enchanted images that come to life underneath the moonlight. Sinister clowns smile as they show you their collections of bottled laughter. And witch doctors teach their trade around campfires. A smell lingers in the air. The smell of spices and chocolates and the sounds of bells and voices filled the world around you. Amongst the guests and visitors, a woman sits shyly. Atop her head, a large hat is perched, and she doesn't seem to notice the birds that have made their nests within it. She looks at the people that enter and leave, some going with reluctance, others approaching with hesitation, but she doesn't move. There is a blanket touching the hem of her skirts, it displays a wide collection of pretty trinkets, but none seem interested in what she has to offer. None except a little boy by the name of Tom Jones. Little Tom had always had a fondness for clouds. No one ever understood why he sat in the rain to look at the gray sky, nor did they understand why he preferred to sleep among the grass and the dirt at dusk and dawn. And this made him sad Little Tom could not explain why he did what he did. It was not that he didn't want to, but because he had never spoken a single word in his life. Not once. 
not ever. The truth was, he really did want to share his fascination with the world. He thought it would be a jolly bit of fun to show others what a wonderful thing they didn't see. And that is why he had sneaked out of the house on this evening, to come here, to inspect the night bazaar. He had heard the whispers, the tales of the weird place. He had heard them louder than anyone, because no one noticed him as he observed, and had placed it upon himself to venture out and find his voice. He had explored the bazaar before, approaching the woman with birds in her hat. He had seen marvellous and terrible things. A man who sold fingers, human fingers that crawled around in their terrariums like worms, had offered him one at a bargain. There had also been a tent filled with little flaming candles of all shapes and sizes. And Tom thought their lights were pretty in an ominous sort of way. The woman who worked there had explained their purpose to him. Each one of these represents a love between two people, she had said. Some will flicker and fade, others will never die. It was a breathtaking place, but he had not found what he was looking for. Candles wouldn't help him, and fingerworms had no ideal purpose that he knew of. He had given up on finding something that would present him with the power of speech. It was almost midnight and he was tired. Yet, just as he was about to leave, the woman had caught his eye. It wasn't her hat or her pretty trinkets. The thing that drew little Tom to the shy woman was the silence. While all the other salespeople tried to barter with customers, tried to sell them things that they didn't want or need, this woman sat and observed the people pass her by like she had nothing to offer them. Tom Jones, however, knew that most quiet people have a great deal that they could offer the world if they were only given a chance. Meanwhile, we travel through the bazaar amongst the stalls of the strange and questionable, and we find the same woman sitting in front of her trinkets at the opposite end of the dark market as before, nobody seems to notice her. Nobody finds it strange that the birds have made nests in her hair. Nobody except another little boy named Jane Thompson. Now, what one needs to understand about Jane is that he was born a girl, and just as nobody had understood little Tom, so did nobody understand Jane, yet, Jane had a voice, and he had the power to raise it, but nobody listened. Nobody cared. Nobody ever understood. Jane had heard the rumours that sprung up around the town as the night bazaar had arrived. Murmurs filled with magic and fear. His heart had given a little leap when he heard the stories of what supposedly occurred here in the shadows and amongst the people of the night. For you see, little Jane had lost hope in the world years ago, at an age much too young to lose hope in anything. He didn't think about it too often. It hurt too much. Tonight, Jane had come to the bazaar, dressed in his brother's clothes, to try and find hope again. Whether it came in the form of a spell or in the form of a little escape, 
he didn't care. He too had wandered through the maze of stalls, navigating them with a cautious interest, and had seen things that can never be unseen. Crystal balls filled with hazy images, a man selling lockets that smelled of cake, and a woman who fed writhing roses with their fill of rats and mice. But, just like little Tom, Jane's night was about to come to an end, seemingly without the results which he had hoped for. That's when he also spotted the woman. On this occasion, Jane wasn't drawn to her because of her silence, and he didn't seem to notice her blanket at all. Jane noticed the birds. He had always liked birds, admired them for their pride in their feathers, no matter how dull or how colourful. They had a strange air of freedom to them that appealed to him in some way. They could spread their wings and fly when trouble struck. They sang their songs no matter what day it was. Seeing birds that chose to stay in a hat was a peculiar and marvellous thing for Jane. It was special in some way. Both Jane and Tom approached the woman at the same time. She smiled at Tom. It was soft and warm. She didn't speak, didn't make a sound really. Tom looked at her with a curious gaze and smiled too. He could tell she was friendly. He could feel it somehow, somewhere in his chest. He looked at her trinkets, lockets and rings and all manner of things. They were pretty, every single one of them. Some were rusted and old, some were gleaming and new, but they were beautiful. She moved then, retrieving something at the far corner of the blanket. She presented him with a silver locket, small and shiny. He carefully took it and opened it, a smile spreading across his face. Inside the locket, a blue sky moved. White, puffy clouds hung in the air and drifted slowly by, ushered gently forward by an unseen wind. It was magnificent, one of the most beautiful pieces of magic he had ever seen, and he wanted to convey this to the woman, to show her his surprise and wonder. When he looked up, however, she was gone. On the opposite side of the bazaar, as Jane stood in front of the woman, he looked at the pretty little birds that twittered in her hat. Do you know why they stay? asked the woman, to Jane's surprise. He shook his head. They stay because they can't fly yet. One day, when they're brave enough to take a leap forward, they will spread their wings and soar. But what happens if they fall? said Jane. The woman smiled. If they fall, I will help them up again, she said, and then they will try again. Won't you be lonely when they leave? She shook her head, making the birds jump in confusion. They're always birds in my hat. They come and go, she leaned forwards, but I always wish them the best when they leave. The woman retrieved something from her blanket and handed it to Jane. It was a little locket, bronze and shiny. He took it and opened it, revealing a mirror on the inside. It wasn't an ordinary mirror, though. Jane saw himself as he could be, not as he was. And this made his eyes fill. 
He wanted to look at the woman, to ask her what it was, what it did. But she had disappeared. Both Jane and Tom decided to stay at the bazaar, trying to find the woman and offer to pay for the trinkets. That was the kind of people they were, thoughtful and considerate and good. Both wandered through the stalls, looking at the people and searching for her face. Then they bumped into each other. There was a moment of confusion, followed by smiles, as their gazes fell upon one another. Do you like clouds? Little Tom said, reaching for his locket. Jane nodded, moving closer, both of them quite unaware that a candle flame had just flickered into life somewhere in the night's bazaar. Finger worms. A pair of those would do wonders in one of my terrariums. I wonder if they do mail order. At any rate, this evening's narrator was Nat Titman, an amateur illustrator, singer, songwriter, storyteller, lapsed podcaster, occasional public speaker, and full-time IT professional based in Nottingham. Their band's debut album, Going Through Changes, is an eclectic mix of folk and synth-pop, inspired by life's struggles and the fantasy fiction that gets us through them. And now for some business. The editors are working on the current reading session, even as I am recording for you, and the response has been so overwhelming on this round that we will be reevaluating how we run submissions in the future. I would anticipate that we will only be doing themed calls down the line, which will cut down significantly on the time it takes to get from acceptance to publication. So, if you are hearing this before August 31st, 2020, there is still just a little time to get your manuscript read for this session. And if you are not, then please follow us on Twitter at Gallery Curious or visit our homepage at gallerycurious.com to stay apprised of when the mailroom shall reopen. And please, read the guidelines before sending us your manuscript. It's not that I did not enjoy reading all the Doctor and Queen Victoria erotica some of you sent. The staff always sets that aside for me, you see. But it's not likely, truly, that we would actually buy such a story. Please. Read the guidelines. Well, the staff will be busy with that for quite a while. That is good. I do hope you too are finding your own ways of staying productive during this time. It has been a time. Do come visit us next time at the Gallery of Curiosities.
Gallery of Curiosities is produced under a Creative Commons International 4.0 non-commercial attribution no derivatives license. All story copyrights remain with the authors. Our theme song, as always, is Ashes Ashes by Deus Ex Vapora Machina. Soundscapes used in this episode were created by TabletopAudio.com. This episode was produced in late August of 2020. For full show notes, visit us on the web at gallerycurious.com.